Everybody, look at Bunny. Mm-hmm. Bunny has all sorts of things written on her, like pig tits and whore. Where? Look at her. Go. Pull your arms yes. away. Pull your arms away. Yes. Baby diaper, diaper sluts. Slut? Yes. <laughs> diaper Mew slut. wrote on her side, I pee myself. Oh, my goodness. And then, oh, it was a good day today. <laughs> Why is Aki? Did I even mention that? It was, I know. We have we have <laughs> terrorist prisoner Aki. <laughs> Blindfolded the whole show, she's gonna Unc- be blindfolded. Yes, Unc- why? <laughs> so she doesn't know who's here, and then we're gonna play the game Who's Inside Aki? Ah, See? I think I know the answer. We, we got some guys here, and then of course, Bunny has her strap on, so we could just play Who's Inside of Aki. Did you do a jingle for that? Who's <laughs> Inside of Aki? Charisma, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you guys ready to do show 153? Let's do show! The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Love Lab in North Hollywood, California, in front of our perverted studio audience. Hello, perverts! Woo! I'm Kathy. I'm Count Boogie. And I'm Unger. And I'm Charisma. She's ready to say it. She and was like looking afraid. Who are I'm you? Afraid. Charisma. Thank you. Fuck it. <laughs> tempo, tempo, tempo. <laughs> show 153. Tempo, 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 tempo. <laughs> They're never going to work. We don't have tempo. Never tempo. We don't have rhythm. We don't have tempo. Nothing. (laughs) Musician 40 years still just don't have the groove. No. Kathy. What? Show 153. 153. You know what that means? That means we're three away from... Three years. Three years. Gotta No matter what Sticks says. We're like (laughs) fucking Sticks. Okay. So Sticks tried to do some funky math because Charisma (laughs) is supposed to do figging. On uh, the three-year anniversary, which is show 156, but she had some sort of scheduling difficulty. And then, like, Styx is, like, you know, in the shower thinking about shit, like how to be an agent for Charisma to get her out of that episode. And he's like, you know, zero, zero is not the number that you should start from, but uh. that three years would actually be 157, so then she could make it. For- and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you motherfucker with your 10-gallon cup of iced tea you drag around with you every day. Cut down on the caffeine. You know, 10 gallons isn't really 10 gallons. <laughs> 10 gallons isn't real. You know, 15 rolls of paper towels <laughs> equals 27,000 rolls of paper towels. I don't know. Please. Okay, Perverted Podcast um, listeners in the UK or beyond, outside of America, do you have bullshit in your markets where they put things on your products to confuse you that it's not the size that it is. Like here in America, we have a thing now with all fucking paper towels where they put eight rolls of those towels equal 27 rolls of a regular towel. And every package has like different fucked up paper towel math. Is it? Am I the only one that gets no, this? No, I've seen that. Yeah. It's like, like you, why like, are you mad about it though? I saw a meme that's like, why do we have to deal with paper towel math now? It's like every fucking <laughs> like you don't even know what you're buying. You're like, this is as good as seventy five rolls of paper towels, but you're only buying sixteen. Now we have to deal with sticks math. Sticks that sticks math and fucking paper towel math. 
Kathy, I'm what? just excited. It's been a good day. Has it been a good I day? I think I'm just, I'm kind of, like, I don't think I've had this clear of a day in a long time. It was, I had just an amazing time with the girls. We went to the park today. What? Wait, 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 wait. You went outside? Went outside. Wow. Went to a park. We have a really cool park uh, that's close by that's not all scummy and homeless. There were some creepers there, but it wasn't really bad. Um, and it's just amazing. It has this like this giant playground with this like orb chain rope thing that's huge. And of course, Bunny, you know, has a crap fit every time we go. And there's giant <laughs> slides with a rock climbing wall, like totally dangerous <laughs> shit for kids. Uh-huh. Like the slide is like twelve feet tall, and it. T- Totally shouldn't be because kids are going to die on it. But while it's still there, we're going to take advantage of it because it's all new. But yeah, so we went there and it was really amazing because today Bunny was feeling like a little humiliating and like what type of play we're going to do. And we kind of set this up in advance and and Mew's like, oh, we can do this. And and we're kind of working together. And Bunny's like, well, I feel a little humiliating today. And and but then, of course, she pulls back and. and so she's like, well, she has her fairy wings, right? The little cloth fairy rings that you get that are, you know, they're really cute and they look good on her. And so we're like, okay, you're going to wear these to the park, you know? So she's going to jump around the park and there's kids playing. There's a little preschool there or whatever. So she kind of stays back and waits for the kids to go in from lunch. And then it's, damn, I'm going into that playground. And so it was amazing because she was a little nervous, you know, because we don't want to be being overtly little right around kids but then we're talking about it and it's like we're not doing anything sexual you know you're you're an adult woman wearing some fairy rings with a big ball and you're bouncing on the slide so can you please What's wrong with that can you please <laughs> tell me why that is people climb through the mud people celebrate people climbing through mud on these boot camps or playing these things or jet skiing or whatever but somehow if you wear you know, fairy wings, and you have a ball, and you want to go in a playground. That that's somehow socially wrong. Yeah. So it was a challenge. You know, I'm just like, no, we're gonna go. We'll go in the wings. And then I noticed that about halfway through, because there was some parents looking at her, and she's, you know, she's she's a tall, normal sized woman, and she's climbing on these things. And I'm like, oh, she's having fun. I'm catching the ball. We're going down the slide, and the kids are looking at her, going like, why don't I have fucking fairy wings? <laughs> Mom, what the fuck is up with this bitch, you know? I don't think they were saying that. Mom, get me to the fucking 99 cent store. Buy me some fucking wings or I'll fucking throw a shit fit. I'll piss in your shoe. Kids are like animals. You know, they they do horrible things. Kids are not like Joe Pesci. But some of the parents and there was like some big group doing something there and they're kind of like looking over. And Mew, of course, the whole time we go to the park, she's like, this is my blanket. I'll just be laying here. You know, I'm not doing She's a middle. She's not a little. She's like, I'm just going to sleep until it's time to do something. And I noticed that people were looking. And then I noticed that it was no longer about Bunny being, uh, you know, embarrassed or feeling uncomfortable. All of a sudden, I go, gosh, this would be so much easier if I just told everyone that she was like, you know, just had a car accident and had brain damage or something. Oh, and so, my God. That's horrible. So that's why. Say. So that's so that's why she wants to, jump. you know, I'm telling you, this is what my fucking thoughts were. I'm I, not telling you it was good or bad. I'm I telling get you, it. These were my thoughts. And I'm like, why? You're not supposed to feel that way, but why, you do. Why do I give a fuck? Yeah. You know, and I go, oh, this is because I'm already the creepy old man. And she's already, you know, 20,000 years younger than me. So I start to, I started, I go, do you feel insecure about this? I start talking with myself and I'm like, yeah, I feel like, 
I, I had those feelings, and I'm like, you know what? And I talked to her later about it, and I'm like, you know, this is this was good for both of us because I need to get over my worry about how people view me because we're not doing anything wrong. Like when people wear like dog gags and you know leather and stuff like that you shouldn't do that in public there's fucking kids around there's certain things that are sexualized or eroticized that you shouldn't do that around because there's kids around and that's not appropriate right but being a little and playing with a ball i mean that's something that gives her joy and we all enjoy and we're better people because we can let go and do that so why should we why should I feel shame and why should surely why should she feel shame for doing something that gives us so much happiness? So right. it was really interesting. Right. And then mm-hmm. go ahead. I was just going to say, Bunny, I'll play on playground equipment with you. Look at that <laughs> play date. Aww, the yes. two of you. That will be a play. We date. got a play date. So <laughs> then it gets better. OK, uh-huh. so now we've dealt with that. And that's cool. So now Bunny's like, oh, well, what are we going to do? And she feels humiliated. And of course, Mew. Mew. She's going to be a surgeon. She's going to cut people for a living. <laughs> And hopefully save some lives, but she might kill a few. Oh, my uh, God. That's just the reality of being a surgeon. And so sometimes she gets, like, a little sadistic like me, but even more so because she's, like, you know, she's, like, new at it, so she doesn't have a fucking filter. So so I'm like, okay, well, we're going to go to, you know, they wanted a hot dog and some pizza and stuff, and there's you know Costco, and we're going to go get some stuff. And I'm like, okay, I want you to wear your wings into Costco. And she's like, wow. <laughs> so wow. it became this whole humiliation thing, and she's going down the aisle, and I'm like, "Where are the diapers in here?" And so she's like, "Ah!" Right here. I'm not saying where are the diapers You're for a horrible you, horrible person, I could, but just saying that, and she was just just cringing, and of course, Mew is like, "Ah, this is the greatest thing ever! Look at her face." Mew gets so excited at, at Bunny's humiliation that she's like, oh, my God, I think I just started my period. And I'm like, you didn't just start your period. She's like, no, it's around the time. I go, okay, well, you might have started your period, but most likely you're just wet because Bunny's humiliated. Right. Sure enough, they go into the fucking bathroom. and She comes out. She's like, you're right. I'm just turned on. <laughs> oh, my God. Mew. <laughs> Man. I just turned on at Bunny's pain and suffering. But then, 20 minutes later, Bunny's now in total heat, and it becomes just this amazing snort some Viagra, get the girls happy sex fest. And wow. so it was just a, very cool, just an amazing day. So uh, just a little uh, interruption here. Sure. Aki, are you dizzy yet? No? You're good? Why? Does she get dizzy when she's blindfolded? <laughs> no. She's, some people get dizzy. When, when they're blindfolded? blindfolded? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> we'll just keep an eye on it. If she just <laughs> just goes head first. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, look! I made a jingle for Kathy. Listen, Uh-oh. listen, listen, Kathy. You ready? My body knows when I'm full. Your mind knows when I'm full. It knows when I'm full of shit. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Creative Explorer. <laughs> In honor of last week's show, a guy from uh, Denmark or Germany or whatever, he's like, you guys, you need to make more jingles. And I'm all, you're right. I do need to make more jingles. Oh, man. So we're going to dabble in that. I'm going to continue to get in trouble. Someone recommended that Creative Explorer comes on the show. 
I didn't read that one. Yeah, why not? It'd be okay. great. Because he doesn't give a shit. He'll come in. We'll just all just like totally like, you motherfucker. He'll just oh, love it. That would be so embarrassing He'll for me. love it. We'll let him put a chain around your neck. Oh, <laughs> we will not be doing that. No. You're going to edit that part out. What? He can't hear that. Okay, no, we're not. It's you know, I'll say no. Shit. We got to keep Kathy in a professional mode. Okay, yeah, just have, have my off. back. Okay, I got your back. I do have your back. <laughs> Since when? I I always have your back. What? I'm very fucking loyal to you. It doesn't mean I'm not going to talk shit and make a fucking great idea. So what exactly is having your back mean to you? <laughs> well. You know, Does just it helping extend you grow. as far as making jingles that are going to get helping me into you trouble? Go. Unger! Yes, Boogie. How you doing, Unger? It's a wonderful day, Boogie! That's very good, Unger! It's so loud. It's so loud. Because <laughs> it's so wonderful. It's so good. You got a hot chick blindfolded on the bed on the uh, massage table. Yes. She's just uh, there, there just pawn. Aki's just pawing at herself and yeah. pulling on her. Pulling on her skirt all nervous and stuff. And she's just waiting for you, apparently, to, uh, you know, just uh, do some stuff do some with her eventually. Do some nasty stuff to her. That'll be later. That'll be later? You let us know? Oh, look, it's even on the, look, it's even on the schedule. Hey, man. That's, I know how to write up a schedule. That's pretty good. I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> Unger, what's going on in the chat room? Uh, uh, um, we're, we're talking about Aki being blindfolded. That's good. Look at her. Look at her. I'm surprised she's not cowering in a corner, but actually sitting there with with uh, right in the middle, Bunny and Mew, right in the right middle. in the middle. Oh, she just flipped up. On, oh, I'll let them know. You off, Unger. No, I'm, I'm sending it to the chat. No, she did it to you. I want to get her in trouble. Yeah, she flipped you off, well, man. Take it out on she's her later good. on. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's good. <laughs> we don't have Aki's back. No, we Aki's don't. backy. She's on her own. She's out in the cold. That's going to be good. I went into the Discord group. Why did you do that? Well, they, what were I, you thinking? I, well, I tried to go in, and I'm like, retard, 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 retard. Every button, I'm like, hey, why does this work? And Aki's just like, oh, Wait, my God. do your God. old man voice. Oh, my God. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, how does this work? <laughs> <laughs> how do you download lights? I can't. I can't. Well, why can't I add a picture? <laughs> I want a picture of a toaster with my face on it. I like face toasters. Aki, are you there? Hi, can you hear me? So you went in. So I went in. She tries to talk me through. And, and like then it becomes apparent to everyone in the room that, oh, my God, this fucking idiot's here. So nobody know you know, they know me from the show, but it's like I've never been in. So these people are like, why is Boogie here? What the fuck is this guy <laughs> doing here? This is our chat room. <laughs> and I'm like, hi, everybody. I'm Count Boogie from Perverted Podcast. You know, your group's named after us. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. Get out, old man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Download light, you fucking dick. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Just thought I'd stop. Yeah, I don't by, think they did that. Stop by and say hi. They were hi. probably very welcoming. Well, some of them were, but it was funny. I felt like I'm like I don't belong here. You don't. I'm you like don't. totally not in. I'm like I I I felt like that idiot, like that idiot awkward douche that I'm gonna all over there because there's a bunch of people in there, and I felt like I'm just gonna make some like really bad joke. Like, hey, what about Burt Reynolds? You know, and everyone's just gonna be like, yeah, that's. That's uh, totally like two years ago. <laughs> See, told you. I'm not, I'm all, I'm hip kids. <laughs> I know they're all just just go back to doing the fucking show. Leave us to our uh, Discord. But I tried. I tried. It was and uh, 
Unger apparently is going to be teaching a wax class. Unger. It's not just wax, it's sensual wax. Sensual wax. Because yes, he's yeah. sensual. With that's, that's fingers. That's why it's funny. No, it's not. That's why it's funny because I'm not. I'm known for being the mean monster who who yells at everyone. Well, you are an ogre. And 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 just like when I'm topping, I usually draw blood and leave bruises in places people didn't know they could get bruises. So you're going to be. That was actually a conversation we had once. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know so I could get a bruise in my ass crack. Today yes, you're going to be yes. mean to Aki, and then during your wax class you could be nice to her. It's going to be sensual. That's the plan. Aki and, and maybe one other person. I see. Nice. It's going to be good. Maybe two. From maybe three. Is that? What day? is that here? That is here on Saturday at 5 p.m. local time. This coming Saturday. So I don't know what that date would be. The 12th. 12th. I wrote it up there. May 12th, 2018. So for those of you 10 years from you now after we're let dead. Let go of this. That class is not going to be occurring. Let go. I don't want someone like flying in from Madagascar. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> from Madagascar. I, I thought the wax what play class from was today. Madagascar. I am a crazy dude. I fucking love that little fucking creature. Uh-huh. Little flamboyant <laughs> creature thing. What's that? King Julian. King Julian. Okay, like, like Don't you know? Come on. Sorry, pig tits. I don't know, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Call her uh, that, you Well, she wanted to be a p- well. She didn't want to be a piggy today. I said you're going to be a piggy today. She's like, yeah. And so, oh my god, Kathy it was so. You didn't do that at the park, did you? No, no, oh, no, okay. not the park. No, we got home and then we stripped her naked and made her put her hands behind her head. And then Mew and I just wrote like filthy things all over her that are still all over, her, and she can't wash them off. She's gonna have to wear a tea. Hi, mom. Your mom's like, hi, pig tits. How you doing? <laughs> <sighs> You pee yourself? Should I know about something? I'll get new sheets. Thanks, Mom. No, she's just going to cover that up. Yeah, I hope so. But it was hot. Oh. It was so hot. Oh All right. God. We put her in the cage. Oh, it was good. It was good. All right. You have weird weekends. In just another day on Bad Life with bondage, kink, and freaky sex. Ooh, that is freaky. The type of things you see on Bad Life will leave you happy Enlightened. Or possibly perplexed. For your peace of mind, just know that the author of everything every we post talk about gives given us our permission. Yay! Yay. Who's, <laughs> who's this uh, <laughs> writer this time? What do you mean? Who is it, Boogie? What do you mean, who's hat writer? Be? What? What do you mean, hat writer? <laughs> I am not a hat writer. I tried to say it with a straight face. It didn't I wrote work. the doggy style post. I remember the You remember that. Post. You know, do you know that Mew read that post? That was some post I did a long time about well, like what men really think during doggy style. <laughs> and by the way, it made uh number 1 on Kinky and Popular on three separate occasions yeah. over the span of a couple of years because it is Golly. amazing writing. <sighs> okay, it's just campy whatever, but you know that Mew actually saw that post long before she ever met me. She was still Possibly not of legal age. <gasps> no. And uh, she's like, oh, that's funny. That's cute. And then later when she finally met she said, all oh, that is me. You're that guy. She's like, you wrote that. You're the guy that wrote that uh, post, huh? Yeah, I'm not. You're never going to be my boyfriend. Uh-huh. <laughs> <You're not. laughs> so no. So yeah, I'm not a great writer, but sometimes I write shit and sometimes I just write some real shit. And this was something I actually wrote a long time ago, but it's kind of come back for me. And we had another post, and then that got canceled today. So I'm like, I'll just throw something I wrote in. Kathy's yeah. like, whatever. 
Yeah, throw it uh, in. Uh, less so work for I'm gonna, me. I'm going to paraphrase this, and uh, it's a post called uh, These Are Not Real Demons. Uh, these are not demons. They are not alive except for what I breathe into them. They are merely personality disorders. I have romanticized the issues and given them a life of their own. I have treated them as real people who know things that I don't know about me. I believed my own lie. I believed they were real. I have done this for me to create an excuse not to grow and to feel somehow special because I'm so insane. I now accept that this basically is no more than a tool for self-pity and avoidance of personal growth. They are not their own. They are mine. And that gives me control over them. That gives me a choice. So the concept behind this was... Yeah, thank you. Yes. No, you don't need to come. Um, the concept behind this is for a long time... Thank you, Kathy. Okay. <laughs> for a long time, I was a martyr. So I was so into like, oh, there's no help for me, but I will help you become happy. And, you know, it was that whole emo thing. I know you hate it when I say emo, but that was pretty emo. Um, And I had spent so much time talking about how my brain was trying to kill me and that I was doomed. And I had given all these different voices of negativity, personalities, and voices, and you know, you call them your demons. I mean, even though I was an atheist, you still, whatever, they, these are my demons. And I started believing that I was outnumbered. I started believing that I was outnumbered in my head, and that all these voices that are saying these different things based on fear, insecurity, resentments, narcissism, all of those things, that somehow I was outnumbered, and that meant I didn't have the ability to stop that. I didn't have the ability to grow. So one day when I finally woke up and I said, oh, yeah, by the way, you know these aren't real things, right? You know these aren't real people. These are just parts of your brain that are each of those parts of your brain. Some of them are behind your pro- your interpretation and processing centers. Some of them are behind your morality centers. And they're all trying to accomplish something. They just don't know that what they're trying to accomplish to protect you from this fear thing is actually fucking you worse down the road. So I had to start pretty much believing that my brain is not out to get me. That only parts of my brain that I have allowed to kind of drive the bus, like I talk with with Bunny about and everyone about, that that had now crippled me. And once I put them back in a place of going, you're just parts of my brain. You're not real demons. You actually don't exist. Um other than in my mind, I could then now have power over those voices. So you didn't deny they weren't there. You didn't push them away. You didn't you know, lie to yourself or others. You just put them in their place, which is the that, back of the bus. Yeah, that's not, what, that, certainly that, was, that was the way to deal with them. But yeah, right. I mean, I had built an entire life of believing these voices you know, maybe that came from the Christian thing, you know, where you're obviously you're filled with demons and they all have voices and those voices that you hear in your head, they're not really you. Though, so you're just a victim. So you have to, you know, worship some God or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had given them so much personality that I was completely felt outnumbered and like I would never grow. Bunny? I was just going to say that to a lesser extent, like maybe not with the voices, but I feel like I did that too like back when I was I would use like oh I'm just like so depressed or awful I just obviously 
like I use it as like an excuse to continue a self-destructive behavior until finally the same thing you have to wake up for yourself and decide no that's not true sure. i get to have power over these things and put them in the back of the bus and and do that with mint chip mint chip mint chip <laughs> yeah. when's the last time mint chip drove the bus mint chip's always driving the bus oh really yeah oh very good we gotta get you some more mint chip yeah we should very good so kathy have you ever had a time in your life where you felt that the voices in your head were outnumbering you and ganging up on you? Yes. Yeah? Yes. I'm reluctant to talk about it because it's embarrassing how I got rid of them. But Would you fart on them? I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> like how bad could it be? You found me out, Boogie. How did you do it? Well, how did you, how did you kind of do it? It was that? back when I, I, I believed in a higher power and I believed in, um, in I don't know, the, that energy had... Like there the was universe, a being behind universal it, energy. And there was, oh. Yeah. And so w- I used to imagine and, and visualize and, and focus on that and imagine that I was, you know, getting rid of that bad energy. And, wow, it worked. It was just so mm. great because I was no longer depressed and and life was actually good for for a change. And I was enjoying getting up in the morning. And the the if you've ever been, you know, really really severely depressed you know what a change it can be just to wake up in the morning and be happy so sure uh and then you know once i realize well that's kind of not real and there's no such thing as a god and there's no such thing there's no energy in the universe that gets attracted to me or whatever and i had to realize huh but you know what i think i did there I think what I did there is I did it myself. See, look at that. And I that's think that that's the, what That happened. is the amazing. But the placebo effect just wore off. And sure. so the next few years were a tremendous struggle to try and get that back. You were chasing the dragon like a crack addict. I don't even know what that means, but sounds well, good to me. Well, I mean, you get that emotional high and then you think that's happiness. And that's not happiness. That's just euphoria and elation. It's a nice feeling. But that's not contentment. It's just kind of you get pumped up and you don't feel bad. So then you get excited about not feeling bad. And so your chemicals are going for a little while. And then in in like uh, the program and, you know, 12 steps and stuff like that, it's like the honeymoon era where you're just so goddamn happy to not be sick. You're just you're just like, I feel great. But then reality, you know, those chemicals start to kind of like any honeymoon period, you know, relationship or anything. And then it comes down to like, oh, that was a feeling that helped me get to this place, hopefully, to where I can now start looking and taking apart these things so I can make it more consistent. So I may not get as much of the euphoric feeling, but I'm now consistent and I'm okay. And so the depression is never going to come back. As well, it, it did take me a, a quite a while to uh, uh, climb back out of that and then finally just settle on the fact that, you know, placebo effect or no you did have the power to do it you do have the power to put those demons because those really were my demons were those horrible depressing thoughts that make you think you're the worst person in the world and you have no redeeming qualities and why are you even alive right and so um it it i i would say i'm i've definitely climbed out of it out of that um a whole time where I uh, came down off of that cloud thinking that, wow, I'm so awesome because I figured out how to use this energy in the universe. Right. Um, and I guess right now I'm I'm desperately trying to do it the normal human way 
and finding it hard, but I always am able to look back at that evidence and go, you can't, you can't ever pretend to yourself, Kathy, that it can't be done because you, you did, did it. it. You did it. That's called the, that's the evidence. Right. And, uh, and yes, absolutely. That's good. Any other, any thoughts, comments, charisma? Oh, I was going to say, I've definitely been there. Um, I think for me, I just had to realize because at one point my relationships with other people, my friendships and otherwise were failing. And I had to realize that if I was going to be productive and put into them, then I had to challenge myself and prove that I had something to give. Absolutely. Wow. Kathy's pondering that. I am. How do you prove to yourself that? Uh, um, by uh, doing. Yeah, really. with evidence. Just shoving it back down and proving it wrong. I basically had to ch- like make it a challenge for myself. I had to be almost competitive in a way. That's unusual. Competitive with yourself. Yes. I, I could never <laughs> I couldn't do that. Good I like for you. <laughs> Everyone has a different method. Yeah. You know, and and the, whatever and the, gets you there, man. And the ultimate goal is the same. And and I used to I used to make jokes with people, you know, because the mob, hey, it's not it's not personal, you know, it's business. But and in a lot of sense when you approach yourself mentally, it's not personal, it's brain business. You know, those those parts of the brain that maybe they all want something. They're all trying to protect you. They're all trying to function. Some of them are a little haywire or they get programmed to be more negative and restrictive. But those parts of your brain are not actually trying to hurt you. They're not out to fucking get you. Every part of your brain wants to survive unless it turns into a cancer or a disease. Everything in your body wants to survive. It's just when it comes down to your brain, there's other parts of your brain that maybe think that they're helping you by protecting you from the thing you're afraid of or whatever, when the reality is is that you need to face that fear and deal with that really whatever. But that part doesn't know that. So don't so don't think your brain's out to get you. It's it's trying to help you. It's just shitty at it. It's just not doing it right. And when mm-hmm. I start realizing that it's not personal it's just brain business, then that gave me the power to go, oh, then then it is possible. And like you said, then you start getting evidence and those little things. And we love evidence. We're all sciencey people. <laughs> the more evidence you have, you cannot look back. Like you said, no matter how bad it gets, unless you start drinking or doing shit to be in denial of the fact that you had growth at one or two points of your life, you always have that. I never have to be, I have never been as depressed as I've been in the past because I have all that evidence that I, I, I can, I did it. Obviously I can do it again. Same brain. That's right. It's good stuff. But I think uh, you drove Bunny to the bed. I did. Bunny just left. She's draped over Paul. She's just draped over Paul, which now it's getting creepy because she heard that somebody else used a strap on on their stuffy. And now she wants to use a strap on on Paul, and I'm did like, Did you see no. what she did? She did snout bondage on she Paul. She did. Paul is that's snout a, bondage. Why'd she wrap well, up his snout? I mean, Paul apparently likes tight bondage. Does so, he? Um, oh, okay. Then he's happy. So that's pretty cool. But I'm just, nice. I'm just telling you, man. It's getting creepy in here. Perverted mailbox. <laughs> this is from Sin as my alibi. Very cool name. I like it. And she wrote to us and said, I have thought more than once about writing to you, so fair warning, this email may be slightly incoherent and off the map, just like Boogie is most of the time. Ah! 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 
That's a dig. <laughs> Saying I'm not consistent or coherent. I get yeah, what, see I what get you it. did there. See what okay. you did. You just stuck right. it in my ass. Go ahead. Whatever. <laughs> Love you too. Thanks. But after listening to show 152 this afternoon, I thought, this is it. Now I have to write to you. Kathy, Boogie, and Unger, I have one thing I want you to know. I appreciate you. Not only has my long commute to and from classes greatly improved with your wackadoodle nonsense. She said wackadoodle. That's we the greatest thing. Wackadoodle. I so, <laughs> so want to fuck her now. I hope it's a girl. If it's a girl, I want to fuck her for sure. Because she said wackadoodle. It's amazing. And absolutely inspiring honesty. But I've enjoyed every moment so much that I've started to re-listen to your show from the beginning. See, this is why we have pee Zam Echoes. Because they can't get enough and they go back for more. She says, the way you approach kink and perversions is great, but what has made me stick around all this time is you. Your stories, real-life experiences, inside banter, being in the moment, and your obvious care for one another is an absolute pleasure to listen to. Insert glitter bomb here. <sighs> Fucking little. say glitter, god damn it. <laughs> Bunny's like, glitter? Glitter? Did somebody say glitter? Did somebody say Glitter. <laughs> I want to go. Well, that's very nice. That's uh, wait, not done. Oh, to all of you, Kathy, Boogie, Younger, Mew, Bunny, everyone behind the scenes, and Creepy, who's been a delightful guest host for many. Why would you read that? (laughs) Now he's going to be like, he's coming back. You guys are just awesome. I love the show. Keep it up. Oh, that's very nice. Thank you very much. That was so sweet. See, I said thank you. Thank you very much for that nice little dig at Boogie and yeah, that that was funny. I like it a lot. All right. Well, what do we wait? Wait. What do we have? What's the Oh, that wasn't the jingle I was going to play. I was supposed to play this one. Sometimes love is less than nice. You may need some fucking advice right now. I'm sorry, I don't know. I just... <laughs> don't... Don't pretend we see right through you. You are fooling no one. Wrong button. It's very inappropriate. Totally intended to hit that button. If you're going to. Yeah, okay. What the hell? (laughs) What? Are we doing some fucking advice now? No, but yeah. I don't know. No way. No way. I am incoherent. God damn it. (laughs) Fuck. She nailed it, man. Whatever. All right, some fucking advice. This is from Foxtrot2, who wrote to us, and she said, He was my first dom. We played a total of three times over a three-week time span. One evening, he told me I was too much, that this was too much, and he wanted out. It left a sour taste as my first experience in kick. Kink, and as anyone does, I picked myself up, dealt with it, and moved on. About a year later, he reached out again to apologize. He, yeah, went, he was horny. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, did I say that out loud? You did. Oh, sorry. Go on. Please go on. He wanted to try again. I will be honest. I was enthralled with the idea of his presence in my life as a chance to explore kink once again. But I was cautious. I let him know my reservations about him, and I was open to rebuilding, but would make no promises that things would work out between us. From day one, I saw the scarlet red flags. Now, this is a long email. It's a kind of... E- what? What? You didn't just Why see it? Like a bunch of people just came oh. in with fucking clown noses <laughs> on? Just Fuck get it, Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what names can in. we say? Can we say Squid? We can say Squid? Okay. What? Sky? We can say Sky. So just 
Miguel, who was on the show last week, just, hello. He's just like I just look in the fucking doors cracked open. He's like there with a clown nose on. Which of course, Unger's I like Chris. Noses for Unger. Thank oh. you. They're all in there painting the men's bathroom, Wait, and uh, they're all covered in paint. I'm more painted than the bathroom itself. I would believe it. I like how you and your girl are wearing matching shirts. Oh, we're, we're also having like a, a role play thing of a, you know office. Oh really? So, yeah, we're like uh, you're nine to five. Nice, very very yeah. good. Isn't she the one who fucked the stuffed animal? Yes. You are the one. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it. Uh huh. Yes, and now, b- b- don't put this. You put that strap on away. Oh, you are not fucking Paul. This is not. Someone's okay. got to. Someone's got to have Paul's back. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody. I mean, I don't like Paul because he helps her come really good, but you know, because he made eye contact with you when you were fucking her. Why? Yeah, that was a little awkward. <laughs> I'm all Paul. Paul, bro, is, um, don't just you're a good bear. Clown nose to hunger. I'll be right back. Okay, good. <laughs> I love right. how they just walk in. They just well, I just get in here. I yeah. waited until you finish me. So, so she she. She, you know, despite her better judgment, she goes ahead and she says yes. And here's, here's what goes wrong because um, she says that they they both entered into this vicious cycle where a, a simple disagreement would lead to a huge misunderstanding in, in practically every conversation. Like for example, uh, she would give him information in an effort to explain something right because she wanted to be clear and she wanted to communicate and he would reply with you're making a big deal out of it like the guy just didn't fucking get it or she would mention that she mentioned that she wasn't sure that she could keep up with him sexually um but and that despite being horny uh her sexual frustrated was not direct frustration was not directed anyone and he says to her well then bring your tight little body over here and she goes I didn't say that I wanted to have sex with you, you moron. I mean, this guy was just hearing what he wanted to hear. So uh, at the end, he ends up accusing her of being indecisive, and he tells her that that goes hand in hand with mental instability. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wait, wait, I have this. We're going to use this jingle later, but let's use it now. I just thought it fit. I didn't want to kill the surprise of the next uh, bit, but it, it just it does fit because she just, says that as she says at the end of my rope, I stood my ground and I cut ties with him. I had established a clear picture of what place I was in, and when we initially reconnected, this wasn't me being indecisive. It was me going through the process of decision making, engaging in conversation about when and where and how we do it. Because it's it's a two way street. It's called negotiation and communication. Just because I don't want to have sex with you or go to bed with you in the way you want to does not make me indecisive or mentally wrong. My pussy and my mind are mine, not yours for the reaping. Well, bravo, bravo. Bravo, darling. Bravo, bravo. bravo. But. Um, but. <laughs> I said it for you. First off, you don't have to make excuses for yourself. When someone's just a douche, they're a douche. You don't have to spend any time. Don't waste your time explaining to people that have proven themselves douchey uh, that you have to somehow convince them of anything. Because sometimes when I, I've done that to people, that's me trying to convince myself, you know, so I say it, you know, and and, and the other person, like, I want some validation from someone um, that they're going to give me closure and they're going to, like, miraculously go, you know what, you're right, I'm going to start therapy right now because you're right, I'm a douche, and I got to fucking deal with it. But that's, that's what usually you want not, to happen. That's what you want to happen, <laughs> but that's not what's going to happen 99 times out of 100 so it's kind of like, don't waste your breath. Just you you own that you probably shouldn't have given them the, the next chance, and it worked out like that. Just 
let them go and and move on. You're not crazy because that's what we're doing. Because no matter what, she's trying to explain away the shit that he said in this in this email. You can see it. He yeah. said some shit. No, and she's, she's because she's still trying to figure out. She's what still went wrong. It still fucks with you. And here here's the thing. You it, and it. This is a hard lesson for a lot of people to understand, particularly people who are, you know, sane, rational, and and they lead their lives that way, and they surround themselves with sane and rational mm-hmm. people, and they're they're used to intelligent discourse and people listening to you and actually, uh, you know, maybe taking into account that maybe they are wrong. Let's have a discussion about it. It is hard for people like that to understand crazy. They don't right. get it. They they simply don't understand that you are dealing with a crazy person here. You are not going to get what you want. You cannot treat them the way you would someone else because they either don't get it, they don't want to get it, uh, and either way, you're the one who's going to end yeah, up fucked they're just in gonna, the end. Yeah, they're just going to keep throwing it on you. This is about you. This but, is about you. But it's a I'm hard I'm not the one that's wrong. It's just about you. And because it, you hear these stories, and you never really realize you're going to come in contact with one of these people. You know they're out there, but you've never encountered them. And so you go down your regular path of trying to figure out, how do I communicate with this guy? And it actually takes you a, a number of lessons before it finally hits home. And then the next time you see crazy coming at you, you know yeah. exactly what yeah. it is, and you walk away I'm without definitely giving it a second thought. I am de- it took a while. <laughs> I'm definitely better at not sticking my dick in cray-cray. That is... Uh, wow. I haven't, uh, what? <laughs> I had a ukulele song. I never finished. Don't stick your dick in cray-cray. <laughs> no. Uh, no? And ladies don't let cray cray stick their dick in you. It was like... It was a little, little, yeah. you know, That's good. You should finish that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's cute. <laughs> That's good. No, it wait, yeah. And it's good. What were we talking about? <laughs> were we trying to make a point? What, what's funny is that she didn't actually. She goes, "I don't even know what I'm asking you guys. I just thought maybe you could give some advice." Well, I mean, she needed to go through that process. It's a shame that when people that you blatantly know are kind of just being a douche, that you still have to answer their questions for them. And I'm I, that's why I mean, you don't. You know it's wrong. Just let them disappear into the wilderness. And you go on, talk, I mean, sometimes there's self-reflection that's needed, but sometimes you just need to go, that was a douche. They tried to manipulate me. They wanted what they wanted. Everything that they said to me is likely some uh, with a, a, pre-agenda, a pre-agenda on yeah. it. Yeah, and there's some insane part of your brain that it's no matter what will still think... I know I can get through to this person. Yeah, man, yeah. I and then I after about the hundredth time, I the nope. way I see people now, I... Uh, and these were hard learned lessons. Save and yourself. I, wi- I, I've, I've, I see myself like looking through the bars of a, you know, in a zoo going, wow, this, look at that crazy monkey throwing feces. I'm going to go buy some popcorn and go look at the I reptiles. Did, did. Good. <laughs> Wait. What? Charisma. Oh. Yes, charisma. To say. Oh, I was just going to say my rule of thumb is you can disagree on something, but if they don't value your input and your opinion, they don't value you. So get out. Like straight yes. up. That's a fucking meme there right go. there. <laughs> That's fucking straight up meme, Charisma. <laughs> That's right. You don't value my thoughts and ideas. You don't value me. <laughs> Glitter bomb? <laughs> Glitter bomb. <laughs> that would be the other hand the other way. <laughs> a little more... <laughs> It's pretty <laughs> good. Look at she heard glitter. Jesus. Her head pops up. <laughs> Jesus, it's been a while too. I've she's been, doing she's something running. devious back there. Look at what are you her do- face. What are you doing? Where's she's the, got strap the strap on? on. Where is it? Is. is it? Okay. All right. Fine. 
Yeah. All right. Let's, Aki's still blindfolded. She is still blindfolded. Let's get to this fun time now, Kathy. Some dungeon etiquette. If you're going to play in public, yes, there is a way. Dungeon etiquette will be expected from you. Perverted podcast will teach you how not to be a douche. Thank you. Yay! I love that jingle. Thank you. Teach us okay. how not to be abused. Kathy, Kathy, me. we're going to do a little role play. We're going to do a little, little asshole, acting. Right? We have scripts. I'm the asshole. I wrote a script. The The guy from Germany, I, I think it was him, he was like, hey, can you do more jingles and up your game, basically? <gasps> like, you know, kind of a little challenge. Like, you know, put more links up and stuff like that. And I'm like, he's fucking right. It's time. It's time. Three years, man. It's time to uh, just push a little bit. So I wrote a script. So, what you, oh. so we could get the point fucking home. I'm not saying we're going to do good at it. But, but we'll let's do, <laughs> this is now Dungeon Etiquette's Kathy and Boogie. Kathy will play the part. Of the asshole. Of the asshole. And <laughs> I will, I, I don't know, it says B, so. That's a U. Okay, how are you ready? I'm ready. So ready. Let me motivation? get into my character. Do you, have, if you have your motivation? I can be an asshole. Okay, good. There's more people coming. Come on in. I guess we have more people. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, Wait, just, just bringing in like 80 people street. in. <laughs> Hey, there she is. Yay, Come on. Lindsay. Hey, here. look, he has light downloaded into his phone. How did you download light? This <laughs> 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 is the whole part. Okay, we're going to do, this is Dungeon Etiquette, for those of you that just crashed the party. They could have a seat there. And uh, yeah, you've got some space on the massage bed and, and whatever. All right, Kathy. I'm ready. Are you ready? This I'm is a role play. This is at a dungeon. I'm channeling my here inner asshole. Hi, welcome to Threshold. Can I see your Threshold ID? I don't have it. I'm sorry. Everyone here has to show their current threshold ID before they can come in. Don't you know who I am? Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. You are a fucking douche. <laughs> that is who you am. <laughs> this whole topic is don't you know who I am? If you are in a dungeon and going to a dungeon, no, we don't know who you fucking am. And <laughs> what the I'm hell not even going to do proper grammar. <laughs> I don't even give a fuck. This is for the type of person that really thinks something of themselves and they think they are beyond the rules. It happens. It's it's an instinct. Like say you're known in the community. You're some. Maybe you've done some parties. And, and you just think the rules don't really apply to you. So sometimes you throw that out. Sometimes volunteers, sometimes people who are at Threshold, board members or people like that in the past, um, have that urge to kind of be like, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm kind of a thing here. It's not always blatantly douchey, but sometimes it's like, yeah... You know, did I, you say I, board member? Yeah, yeah that, that was me. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was me. I tried. Don't we have a uh, board huh? member here? We do. We do. So <laughs> the idea is whatever the rules of that dungeon are, you need to follow them. And especially when you come to the door at threshold, because I've seen it. I literally had a sign at the door because people would be like, well, can't you just look me up? 
wait a minute, so you mean you want us to have your personal information on file here at the door for a random door person to know your personal information? That's what you want us to have up here? Yeah. So uh, we can then look when you're too fucking stupid to bring your membership card? I've had I've had many a gatekeeper shift here, and I can't tell you the number of times I've heard that. Don't you, you know me? Don't you know who I yeah, am? Don't you know, I, mean, I don't know I if it's valid. I was here last night. Like, that I don't know if anything. your membership's valid. Exactly. I don't yes. know if you're on the list. You know what's funny about this segment is normally we do dungeon etiquette to tell new people how to behave in a dungeon because we think clearly you are not used to it. You're in this case, yeah, this is about we're talking to you know uh, seasoned uh, kink professionals who show up here and think that they're in, they're entitled to I don't know what the fuck do whatever the fuck they want. Well, let's go into our next let's. role play. Kathy. Here we go. Excuse me, ma'am. I see you're setting up to do some fire play in our dungeon. Can you explain to me your safety procedures before you start so we can know that you're experienced enough to do this type of play? Uh, don't you know who I am? Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. You're a douche. <laughs> That's who you am. Wait, I I've actually <laughs> seen this. I've actually seen this. I had a, stor- a story... Very similar to this. A few years ago, we had this huge party here, and there were a lot of events going on right. at the time. And this guy was doing fire play. Right. Got really pissed off because the DM had the nerve to say to him, you know, yeah, do, yeah. do you, you know you, how you know, to do, yeah. what do you do? And do you know where the fire extinguishers are? He stormed out with his entourage of girls. And when I walked out to say what's, what's going on, the girl actually looked at me and points to him and goes, don't you know who that is? He knows fire play. I mean, I, why would you guys ask me this? And I was stunned by the level of stupidity of that question. Don't you know who he is? It, I'd heard it before. I'd heard the people say that, but this was my first Kind of like profane Cheerios. Remember him? Oh, my <laughs> God. I remember him. Uh, okay, let me give you a little tip uh, that you can share with people. Uh, if, if somebody asks you if you know the safety procedures, uh, that means they don't know you. They don't know you, you know, so that's the hint that you're not known in that dungeon and you can't assume that you're known. And when you're in a dungeon where somebody asks you, hey, do you know what the procedures are? Because we default to the safety of the bottom. And a lot of people come in here as experts. Say I did a little finger quote things. Experts. <laughs> wow, Boogie. Experts. See, I'm even, I have to explain it because, you know, it's radio. <laughs> experts. Experts. And they come. And maybe they've seen some YouTube videos, and they're not experts. They don't know how to do things safely. They are a danger. And our DMs at our club and many clubs that I've heard of do not take people at their word all the time. So they will ask you, what are your procedures? Do you understand this? Or have you just watched a YouTube video? Because we don't know you. And if you are that experienced person... Which I, I, nine years I've been here. I do a lot of different types of play that I've been doing for a lot of years, and I have a certain level of experience in those plays. I still have to answer the DM's question every time I start a play, especially when it's a new DM that exactly. doesn't know me. Yeah, or a new gatekeeper who has no idea. You're used to coming in and out and in and out because you're the board member, right. and suddenly there's a new gatekeeper there, and you get asked for the first I time. I did it when I was coordinator. There was a new gatekeeper there, and I had to just... Because it's it's an instinct. It is, yeah. I live here. <laughs> I have the keys here. I know intimate l- details of the each toilet in this place. <laughs> I know everything, and and it's like, who are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm Boogie. You know, I'm I'm, I'm here. And they're like, do you have a membership card? <laughs> 
And I literally, I, I stopped because I knew, I knew I was going to get the jingle if I said it. And I said, you know what? It was in, I, I was in the motorhome at the time. I said, thank you so much for asking. I'm going to go get it. And I stopped my little butt hurt. And I realized they don't know you. If they ask, they don't know you. And when you come in and you act like you own the place, then in my opinion, you're probably less safe. That's my opinion. That's true. Yeah. We have one more. Oh God! Let's I wonder it. how this one's going to end. <laughs> this is this is this is. I just wrote down my peeves today. <laughs> These are the things that I've seen that peeves me. Uh, pardon me. Uh, we don't allow cell phones in the dungeon. Can you please put it away? Yeah, I'm just sending a quick text. I'm not taking pictures. Uh, that doesn't matter. You need to put your cell phone away right now. Uh, don't you know who I am? Shit. I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to hear it. Why you fucking give me the script if you... Oh, Last time I read one of your fucking scripts. When you are in any dungeon, their rules are the rules that you follow. A... And in regards to cell phone rules, which a lot of dungeons have a cell phone rule, because it is not just about the privacy and whether you know you're taking pictures or not. It is the perception of privacy of everyone that is in that dungeon. If you have your cell phone out, while people who have sensitive jobs and families and volunteer affiliations, religious affiliations, whatever, they are not going to be comfortable when you have your cell phone out when they are in a situation of play, sexuality, and that type of thing. So even the, the hey, I'm just going to turn it off from yeah, just finishing no. my text is no good. Put it's the not. fucking You're thing away. You're fucking the thing. Put it away right there. Do not have that out. Because it is the perception of privacy. I've seen people leave before. I've seen people leave because people pull out their cell phones. And they're like, what am I doing? I'm going to lose my goddamn job. Right. And that's shitty. You are a shitty douchebag. Do not do that. Boy, these really are all your pet peeves. These are just so much. <laughs> and whatever, there's there's dungeons that you'd have your phone out. And there's, you know, of course, there's dungeons where you can get drunk and jack off on someone's foot if you like. Um, no. That's not the dungeon I go to. Did someone just gurf? Miguel. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, He's aware. <laughs> not jacking off on your foot then, you prude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is Sticks doing in uh, Unger's place? What? Sticks just migrated over to Unger's. All I know is Unger. <laughs> Aki's all uh, tied up. All I know is Aki is not uh, wearing panties. She's staked and out. She's blindfolded. And, the, and for the past like half hour, Mew has been lifting her skirt and showing me <laughs> her vagina. <laughs> Which I just want to say thank you, Mew. Thank you very much. This has been good. And now Unger is... What's going on there, Unger? She looks so sad and pathetic. Wait, wait, wait. Pull the... Wait, we got a demo mic or something. Yeah, wait. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Just put You're it down. Way ahead of you, man. Yeah. Okay. Wait, so so Unger just decided... <laughs> uh, wait, let's play the... If you're going to just start playing with her... Uh, he's not there, for all you. I see is there's uh, he's roped her up and and now he's, he's got to get her ready. He's, he's got a Hitachi out there. Yeah. Wait, we should play this jingle then. <laughs> if this is what's going down... <laughs> Celebrate your voracious sexual enthusiasm and titillate our listeners with your featured orgasm. <laughs> That's right, baby. Have we done a live here featured orgasm? No. Before?
I don't think not for Aki. <laughs> have, we done, have we done a forced orgasm? A featured orgasm? Before? A forced? Uh, talk to the mic. Don't talk to me. Look at her. Have we done a forced featured orgasm before? No, we have not. So we can do both of those today, don't we? We could. Oh, look at that. He's like in her face. Yeah, oh, he that's is. Fucking. She oh, know what's and going there's on. the Hitachi. <laughs> Now remember, you've got to say thank you for her to broadcast when you're done. Aww. <laughs> I like Unger more every day. I do. I like I it do. when Unger's mean. I do. When he's like reason. all ogre and Oh, he's yeah. just got it. Look. No. He's, he's going to fight it? He's going to fight it? <laughs> <laughs> that bitch is going to knock over my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> so she's blindfolded, so she doesn't know who's here? Yeah. She doesn't know who all's here. But she did hear people walk in. Yeah, she did. Oh. We're, we're gonna play Who's Inside of Aki. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, her legs are. Look at. Wait, hang on. I'm moving that's this why laptop. You tied look, her up. Look at. She's. Yeah, that's why she's tied up so that she can't get away. And that's part of the thing that we talked about this week. <laughs> yeah. That's so hot. our listeners should know. Should know they negotiated this. <laughs> I mean, she's got yeah. her legs spread, and there. The only problem is Unger's in between her legs, and his ass is like two feet from my face. <laughs> it's not as hot. I like watching but you, I do as wanna, you squirm. But I do want to <laughs> stick a pencil in the crack. <laughs> Leave him alone while he does his work. Look at that. She's shaking her head. She's trying she not to come. Yeah, no, she is trying to fight it. That's She's so trying cute. not to. She can't. That's adorable. Uh, oh, look what Bunny's doing. She's humping Paul. Bunny is. is but, like Muse standing up at attention. <laughs> Squids grinding on Miguel's lap. This is a good day on Perverted Podcast. Look at both your girls, man. Of course, Squids wearing a clown nose, which is good. Oh, she can't do it. Come on. Did you just say, Ooh, are you? Heavy on your shelf at the top of there? It's we'll about to come out. down. <laughs> it's like 30 rolls of cling wrap. Hunger's <laughs> got a thick head. He'll balance it off. He's making her come on Chicky Blanket. I love that blanket. That's awesome. <laughs> But she's trying to kick an ogre. It's like going up to a pyramid and stubbing your toe on it. She's not going to fucking move. He's giving a play-by-play on the chat room. She's, uh... This really is better live. <laughs> it's much better live. <laughs> Evil ogre. He's still making her go. She's a dirty he won't little stop. <laughs> I swear to God, Bunny is eyeballing me like I'm a piece of fucking meat. 
I fucked her 11 times today and she's like, I want more. <laughs> Damn it, Unger. It's all his fault. Oh, my back. My back, Kelly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, what do you say? Uh-huh. What do you uh-huh. say? Come on. Wait, it wasn't clear. It wasn't clear. Thank you for voting podcast. That is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you are in the Los Angeles or surrounding area, visit Threshold.org. And think about joining their kinky family. Why are those two? They're writing Paul. They're <laughs> double writing him. Oh my Thank God. you to everybody in the Love Lab tonight, especially to Andre Nakatan. Woo! Uh, there's no way that I can describe everybody that's here. So thank you, everybody, for being here. <laughs> if you have questions, comments, or ideas, either email us at Perverted podcast at gmail.com or call us at 424-226-2037 and don't forget to visit pervertedpodcast.com and uh, I don't know that was great <laughs> as as an engineer I'm just like fucking my boner like just, she's <laughs> screaming and I'm like this is the best audio we've ever fucking had this was awesome they're bouncing they're to the beat bouncing on I'm gonna have to give them a finger but next week show 154 here's a little right. song that I just made goofing off in the studio called Dojiko anyone here know what a Dojiko is it is the clumsy girl in an anime. How does and he so, know that? Because well, it's fucking Unger. He knows. He knows. He kn- don't give it away, Unger. You're supposed to look <laughs> You're smart. Anyway, magic. We will be back next week for show 154. See you guys. Woo! <laughs> Man, become an enemy and